Hi, I'm John. Hi, I'm Olivia. Hi, I'm Dom. And this week, we've watched Acquisition. And now we're going to argue about whether it's going to make us quit Star Trek. I feel like this episode was supposed to be charming. It had a lovely little soundtrack. Instead, I was just disgusted most of the time. It was a bad idea. I think I can conclusively say that. Yeah, definitely. And having the story by Rick Berman. <gasps> uh, yeah, that That's why... describes the episode in a nutshell. So, yeah. It's, it's a Rick Berman written episode. It's got Jeffrey Coombs in it. It's got Ethan Phillips. It's got Neelix in it. It's got um, Clint Howard back. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's got a lot of previous track actors, but I don't think it really saved the episode, of unfortunately. Course, of course, Berman would play creepy sexual assault for laughs. Of course. Also, this is an episode in which a kind of under, well understood rule of canon that was fine is just dumped on. Mm. And that for no purpose. What, like, what canon is horse, yeah, like canon is horse shit. But if you're going to, like, just uh, undercut everything you've written and everything you've decided to pay your own rules for this, it's less that you don't actually care about cat. It's less that you, like, don't see cat's important. You just don't give a shit. Mm. Like, they play it sneakily by being like, oh, the Ferengi aren't mentioned, so it doesn't, it doesn't break canon. And I guess it doesn't. But they, they did the same with Regeneration, the Borg episode. And that, I would say, was worth it. Whereas I don't think this episode is worth it to do the sneaky route of, oh, we got the Ferengi back. So is this because there weren't supposed to have met Ferengi yet? Yeah, yeah the first, first contact was 200 years later. It's yeah. in the third, no, sixth episode of TNG. Mm. And at the beginning of TNG, it's implied that nobody quite knows who the Ferengi are. Just a smidge of difference, just a mere 200 years. That's fine. Yeah. And they in those meant- 200 years, they've added 100 or so rules of acquisition. 112. 112. That was close. Nice. Well, um, you know, I mean, Dom, thank. Well, I should say that Dom volunteered to do this episode an hour before recording because we had some difficulties with our, um, with the other guests. So hopefully yes. we'll get back on because I'm very excited to hear what they have to say. So keep your eye out for that. That's why. We're not going to have the rock content this week, but don't worry. Um, through hell or high water, there will be rock content on this <gasps> podcast. Like at the very moment the rock appeared on screen, I realized we were no longer doing that episode. <laughs> yeah, it was tragic. Same happened to me. It. I was just like, so wow. the rock content will come. We are excited for it, but until then, we have to deal with the Ferengi. And who else to deal with this shit show than Dom, who run, yes. Dom, you run the Trek Central. You yes. help run Trek Central. I'm you? the assistant editor over there. Yes, that's pretty fun. How does one? How do you do that? <laughs> um, how does that happen? How does it happen? It actually happened because one of my uni friends was friends with the person who made it, Jack, um, and we watched Discovery together in like a um, uni accommodation. And he was like, "Oh my god, you know your Trek? Do you want to talk with my friend? He's starting a YouTube channel." And I was like, okay, sure. And it just went from there. And yeah, it's, it's been fun doing Trek Central stuff. And now you have journalist access to Star Trek early. 
Yes. Fuck you, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Don't lord it over your head too much. I hope. Okay. Give but... me the Mariner content, Dom. <laughs> oh, we'll have to talk after this episode. So you're already canon three times. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I would like to hereby be known as three times canon Olivia. And I think that's very humble of me. So... I'm not even canon once. Wait, I, I know oh, one I... of the times. What are the other two times? Um, I'm counting the mic saying, hey, sure, that can be you. Yeah. Very nonchalantly. I'm counting Tawny saying that I've stolen her oh, job. Yeah. Um, and I'm counting just being retweeted by the Prodigy team. <laughs> three times, winner. <laughs> if any of those three people would like to come on the, this podcast, that'd be really cool. Awesome. That would be awesome. But uh, how did you get into Star Trek in the first place, though? I guess it would be through my mum. We used to watch Voyager on repeats. Um, So Voyager was my first Trek, um, which you'll be happy or disgusted to know. Are you Um, still here? You're still here? (laughs) Yep. Well, I mean, if you start at a low point, everything else is pretty good. Yeah. Mm, Um, That made you stronger, probably. Yes. Um, And yeah, like, I probably can't remember the first episode we watched because I probably watched Voyager numerous times because it was the only Trek being repeated on British um, cable studio places. Um, So yeah, that is how I started Star Trek and it just went from there. Have you had a quitting moment? Did you have one with your mum where you both looked at an episode and went, it's time to stop? (laughs) I wouldn't say so because it, it was just something you put on at dinner. Uh-huh. So even if it was a bad episode, you're just like, huh, okay. Well, it maybe the food made it better. Yeah, um, at least we can be grateful for this meal. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd say a quitting moment was probably not a full quitting moment, but just it kind of phased out of my life a little when there wasn't any new content coming out. I mean, sure, there was uh, the Kelvin movies and they kept it alive quite a bit. But as we, as Voyager didn't uh, get shown, or I wasn't there for dinner, it just kind of phased out my life until Discovery came back. And then now I'm back fully immersed in track. And you're not allowed to leave. Yeah. <laughs> so having watched episodes like this, maybe we wish we were allowed to leave. But uh, instead we have to deal with this. Olivia, how about you take us in? Yeah, um, this is great because this is one of those episodes that um, my brain just did not want to, did not want to take in. But you know, we begin with the Ferengi knocking everyone out, so that's fun. Um, <laughs> and they're speaking in Ferengi for like yeah. The first what do you time? think about the language? Because I, I thought <laughs> I thought my Netflix had broke, and it was in another language. Because I've really before. It. I have turned Voyager on, and then it's just been in Spanish. <laughs> And it said it's in English, but it's just a Spanish dub. I was like, it's... is this Spanish? I, I, it's, no, it's not Spanish. I know language is well enough Spanish, but then I figured out. But yeah, the yeah. language reminded me of some other made-up language, and I, it's on the edge of my like tongue, and I can't say what it is, but it does remind me of something. Yeah. It's very nondescript fake language. Yes. Yes, and, that, and that's why I found it somewhat comforting. <laughs> Um, well, they're, they're already creeping around the ship. They're Everybody's touching everyone's out. ears. They're bullying the humans for their ear size. 
which is haha, funny bum and And then they st- they joke. start stealing everything. Immediately start ransacking the ship yeah. and perving around the place. But we do get one good bit, which um Olivia, what who who do we find waking up in nothing but his bright blue underwear in a decom chamber? Trip Tucker. In these tight blue overall <laughs> pants. I don't even know what he's got. He's got a little onesie on. Well, it's like it, I think it's just a tank top of pants. Yeah, that's like the same piece, color. Yeah. Okay, they, well, they it's fashion. Well. It's iconic. It's great. Um, I did think though, you know, it is a crisis. I feel like you could have put on clothes on a little bit earlier, but that's fine. I'm not complaining. Yeah, I don't understand why. Like, it's like, oh, he needs to get it. He can't find a uniform. Like, surely there's a locker somewhere mm. he could just pull <laughs> a uniform out instead of stalking around the ship in his pants. Yeah, and then you know, later he um, later he finds. He goes into a random person's quarters and takes up a science division outfit, which looks a little too small for him. It he's is trying too to like fit him. because it's not done up properly. But why did he have to go into that court? Why couldn't he just go into his own quarters if he really <laughs> needed? He wanted to uniform? wear something that barely fits. <laughs> he's got to make a laugh. And we thank God for that. Because um, while he's skulking, we have like all these friendly, and they still. It's kind of actually kind of funny watching them steal these random things. Like they pull the nail, the nameplate off the wall, mm. and um, they steal Travis's chair because it slides. Yeah, and I, they... actually, it's only this episode I've realized that Travis's chair slides. No, that's, that's the only time I've realized. The chair really cool. Well. That's nice. Like, he it deserves slides, a slidey chair. Good for Travis. You know what else he deserves? A character that they didn't give him that. Poor. <laughs> but, Personalityless Travis. <sighs> He's sexy, but he has no personality. Tragic. Like and then, and then we we get this Frankie steel like stealing boots. We see fr- we're like, oh, we're gonna see Frankie feet. We're gonna see Frankie feet, and then we see the funkiest socks I've ever seen. They're great. I don't I want understand this Frankie's it. socks. Why does he have such funky socks? The it same doesn't make sense to me. The same reason I do. <laughs> I should put out for the listeners. I just slept back and showed my funky Afro punk socks. Have Afro punk socks. I I don't understand. I mean, the Frankie weren't dressed cool yet. Like if this was Quark, a Quark mm. style Frankie. They're sort of like era, in Quark esque outfits. Like one of them has like coattails. Mm. No, two of them are in like long coats. And one of them is dressed kind of a bit last outposty. They have not reached the level of the fashion king Quark. Um, no, and for that, that's because he's a straight. That's because he's a straight freak. What? So they they piled all the women up, which is fucking terrifying. Because yeah. the court thanks Rick. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to get like uh, equal opportunity trafficking, but why is it still <laughs> only the women? <laughs> like, in the I am entire... increasingly of the opinion that the Ferengi have no concept of homosexuality. But like, it's always the women. This yeah. is just Berman. That's the real. Yeah, it's, it's just, we, we know the odds. <sighs> like. We know the Doylean arts. I mean, the Watsonian arts is maybe we just don't see the male sex trafficking. You know, I'm going to shut up. I'm just going to close my mouth. Isn't there um, there male sex trafficking in season four? Don't they steal some men in season four? Yeah, but aren't, they aren't being sex trafficked. They're just being being trafficked. trafficked. They're they're going to go work down a mine. Yeah. Good for that. Okay, no. yeah, <laughs> let's not have to sleep. So they, they wake Archer up. It's just basically like, what the fuck is going on? Mm. 
Is this the first appearance of like a very good universal translator that actually works? Or does... This is the first appearance of an alien universal translator. But we, in Broken Bow, we see Hoshi fuck about. We actually do yeah. see Hoshi fuck about universal translator quite a lot in um, Enterprise, which are uh, good for them. But this is the first time with the alien thing. And I do actually think it's a clever scene that we don't hit the Frangi are in their language until they get their universal translator yeah. to work. So the thing that's really interesting is the fact that they do kind of have the last outposty. oh, these are villains when they're speaking Ferengi. Mm-hmm. But then as soon as they switch to um, speaking English, um, they, they get all goofy. From that point, they get all goofy. Yeah. Um, yeah they go from last outpost to magnificent Ferengi. Well, it's... um. I guess stylistically, it's a nice, clever thing to be like, ooh, these guys are evil and sinister, and then, but actually, it's the Ferengi you know and love. Mm. But well, I guess the fact very, that it's, it's before the last when they're speaking another language. Yeah. <laughs> are you sure you're not just being xenophobic, Dom? <gasps> actually, it's okay. I hate the <laughs> I just think it's, they're very odd. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting choice, but it does reflect that thing where the Ferengi being goofy is only funny when we're not meant to sympathize them. And, yeah. so and it works like, here. They feel that before, well, during TNG, they're villains, and then during DS9, they're more goofy. Well, there, I don't are know goofy how to... t- there are goofy Ferengi villains in mm. TNG. I am. Are there? When are they goofy? All I remember is literally trying to assault Deanna's mum. Oh yeah, well and that's but I, that's a good point to clarify. I'm, I mean, Goofy in the Rick Berman sense, not Goofy in the actual sense. Mm-hmm. Even still, yeah, Rick Berman thought it was funny. I mean, it's actually funny. <laughs> so yeah, they ask, they're like, "Where the fuck is your money?" And he's like, "I don't have any money." They're like, "Tell us where the money is." He's like, "Yeah." Well, I have gold. They went, they go like pressed latinum. He's like, "Yes, gold, <laughs> pressed latinum." <laughs> <laughs> I love that none of them are any point asking to clarify whether he's like talking about gold or gold press last. He does repeatedly just say gold bars. So surely then, they would clock onto that. Well, maybe they think the translator's broken. Well, yeah. They're in like a frenzy of greed. They don't really care. They're not paying attention. Yeah, they just want, considering they've stolen like all the test tubes from medical, if it's gold, it's worth more than that. So they're. They're looking out for it. They're not very yeah. good thieves, are they? No. Considering they got to all the effort of putting an artifact on a planet to release anesthetic gas onto the ship. Yeah, and also, like, one of them steals a pie and puts <laughs> it in a bag, just raw. Yeah, he doesn't, like... No, well, he just takes, like, a fresh pie and dunks it in a bag. I thought he yeah. like, wrap it in something. He just sort of goes, yeet. That's, yeah, that Ferengi are the kind of people way. who have snacks in their pockets. I have, I, I do want to see one of the things I want to do in life is just go for a walk, right? I reach into my inside pocket, pull out a bowl of mozzarella, and just eat it like an apple. You've absolutely done this. I feel like you've tweeted, you've done this several yeah, you've times. I've never, I've, time. never, I've never actually, what I have done is been with a friend and pulled an ice cream sandwich out of the pocket and ate it. An ice cream sandwich. And it put them off for the whole day. Like the, the day they were like, I can't believe this full of ice cream sour. Like, it's like, well, 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 there was an interview a, a couple of years ago when they went up to someone who was holding like a panini and he just slipped it into his pocket to start Good talking. Good for him. I do. Oh. I, if I was wearing like a suit, 
Actually, I remember at school eating psych sandwiches and when somebody came with a slip of them into my outside pocket, <laughs> just being like half a cheese sandwich. Red and lint. Mm, I was flavor. a teenager. We're terrible. Oh. So yeah, it turns out that they're like, oh, gold? If you, if you give us a gold, we won't sell your crew to slavery. And I'm just like, oh, okay. So then um, the, the grunt Frege, who's played by Jeffrey Coombs, being Amazing, as per usual. All right. Not amazing enough. Not amazing enough. Not naked. You have naked trip and you have Jeffrey Coombs and it's not enough. Yeah. Yeah, this this guy's just like shit. He's just a shithead and he's kind of an idiot and it's like ha 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 look stupid Ferengi and Archie can Archie can manipulate him. And that's yeah. He starts like Lady Macbething him. Jeffrey Coombs very much feels like Nog in a sense, if not uh, you it's don't like, like them. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's what I meant. Rom, um, Rom, because yeah, he's just like you can kind of sympathize with him, but then he just still does creepy things for at least his early Ron season. Doesn't. Dog, yes, pre-wife guy. Dog, wrong, wrong, wrong. We're all I confusing. Like- <laughs> I've had some gin. I haven't had enough to eat today. You're going to collapse in like five minutes. I'm going to have to rush to watch this. Yeah. It's been a day. I woke up at eight o'clock, seven o'clock. Wow. (laughs) And I got back from work at midnight before that. Okay, that's fair then. That's fair. It's like I was working, I had to deal with customers, then I came home, and then I got on a train, and I came here, and I have to watch this episode of Star Trek. It's not great. Interacting with the general public is enough. You know what's worse than interacting with the general public? Interacting with Ferengi. <laughs> which is what Archer and Trip have to do. So Trip's That's a good segue. Archer has a plan. A it's a very good segue. Archer um, has a plan. The first thing this plan seems to involve is waking to pull up, at which point she's like, Why are you still in your underwear, Trip? <laughs> yeah, why are you another, over all ooh, these did women? Did you assault me joke? Yeah. Vermin. Is that it was enough? disgusting. Uh. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that was, it was deeply unnecessary. It is, mm. it is unnecessary. But Archer and Tripp's like behavior from this point on is very like pantomime. It's like, oh, we've got them now. I don't know what. <laughs> that's why. Well, that's why I mean when I think this episode was supposed to be like charming, like the, I don't know, like take me out to the hollow suite, like all oh, the gang are working together. Yeah, the second half that. of the episode is very disjointed mm. and like. Haha, we're gonna get this silly Ferengi. And it's like when they're up on the bridge and the pole steals their tricorders and then sets off the, the noise. Mm. And one of the Ferengis is like, fuck you, I'm gonna take what well, I'm gonna just start taking shit now. I have to yeah, Topol did great there. Making well, them was, fight against each other. We've been like the topic of Jolly and Bullock has come up a lot recently. Like people mm. being like, oh, she's a terrible actor and Oh, she was just eye candy and look how. But watching this, like, actually, she's really fucking. Like, I mean, I didn't think she was terrible, and I will admit, but it was just I didn't notice her because Enterprise sucks. Mm. And but this time, how dare me? I actually, yeah, how dare me? Because this time I was like, I'm actually going to pay attention to Lee Block's acting, and it's excellent. And I, like, I'm going to have to go back and watch some old other Enterprise episodes to be like, Let's pay attention properly now, because I should have been paying attention properly. Mm. People always I was take always... the Vulcan for granted as well. Yeah, 
yeah, people always tell me that Jenny Blog was just eye candy, and now I watch it properly. I'm like, no, fuck you around. It's also not her fault that she was eye candy. Mm. It's like blaming no. her for being a victim of the situation. What was it? Genevieve said that she had um she had star charts up in her um, yes in her trailer in the trailer, she and she was a big go. um she was a big Vulcan fan. And she was like, ah, oh, I can't wait to do this. And then she's like, what? It's what? so tragic because she's like she plays a really good Vulcan. She gets that sort of. She really capsulates the sense in which Vulcans are like, oh, we don't have emotions, but we do. And if you look carefully, mm. you can see. Yeah, she's great in that regard. Yeah, like think, the bit where, yeah. like, she's just like, oh, what the fuck? When she wakes up on a trip and it's just like, oh, are you fucking kidding me? Oh, and she says something like, sometimes I wish Vulcans didn't repress our violent tendencies. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. such a great. That was though. great. <laughs> Yeah. Hit them. Go for it, Tavol. I support you. Slay, <laughs> comma, queen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We get to the weird part where Archer's like working. Is it Kroll? What's his name? Krem? Krem. He's working Krem. And he's asking for like food, but it's in this way like, oh, and get me a drink too or something. I don't know. I just wasn't into this at all. Oh, and he's like, oh, if you didn't steal everything already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hate it here. You're holding so me captive. And then when he's like helping him remove the like anti the um anti matter infused whatever mm. it is injector injector yeah. he's just doing the same sort of you know yeah. maybe you, you get good fuck money for this or maybe you'll be dicked about. Arthur is supposed to be not very smart. It's it's just the greed that's blinding them, right? It's it's just that. Surely, or it's just his pirate grief for just. Not the brightest tool in the shed. I they're just dead. Yeah. I mean, this, I this is a small pirate ship. This isn't I like don't one of they the didn't massive friendly sh- ships. I don't know why they didn't just steal the ship. Yeah. Or like the shuttles, as they said. They knew you that they were too unintelligent to navigate I mean, them. They, they said <laughs> that they put, the, um, they put the probe that released the gas on a planet and then it got yeah. picked up. Couldn't they have just marooned uh, it was an asteroid. The, the men on the asteroid. Oh, it was on an asteroid. Still, they could have just killed them and stolen everything. <sighs> They're like light criminals. They don't want to go too far. They're like the wet bandits. <laughs> Except we've probably less physical injuries mm-hmm. inflicted by McCurley Culkin. McCurley Culkin killed two guys. <laughs> oh, just okay, imagine no. if this episode was Trip Home. setting up booby traps. Trip. Trip Tucker in Home Alone 6. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Someone can definitely Photoshop him doing the little surprise, oh no, face. Um, gosh. That would have been a better episode, but we didn't oh, get it. Would have. Yeah. Instead, what we get is um, a guy steal one of them steals Portal and chucks him in a box. Yeah, okay. that's the biggest crime of this episode. That's, That's the biggest fair, thing. though. Like, if you saw Porthos, would you not steal him? I wouldn't Who put him among us can cast the first stone? Go yeah, on. but then putting Porthos in a container. In a box. He didn't suffer. He took something out. He made space. He made space for his furry But nothing <laughs> said that that container was breathable. Okay. Well, that oh. was a slight oversight. Air I'll accept that. Yeah. Air conditioning. Porthos is probably never going to be the same in <laughs> You know, never gonna be the same me because I had to watch Trip Tucker bite a Ferengi's ear. Oh, they probably liked it. <laughs> yeah, is biting a Ferengi's ear the equivalent of kicking him in the balls? 
but okay now um i was just gonna say something cursed do it say it no it's been too long say it <laughs> say, say it say it no, it's fine say it, or, say it or the podcast ends now <laughs> just gonna say but sexy <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Every episode I say something bad now. It's getting worse. What people tune in for? <laughs> Genuinely. Not my what fault. People... Try to it, it out of me. Anyway. anyway. So yeah, he fights him and he escapes and then he gets whipped by the yeah, Frankie the electric bag. Good for the whip. No, wait, Good. that sounded too kinky. Good for the whip. What is happening now? Yeah, that's down John now. I had, I had one gin. This is where we are. Um, uh, I need to be stopped. I'm actually melting now. Oh, yeah, Trip. This is the part that really hurt me. This is where all the fun and games stopped. Well, they stopped from minute one, but they really stopped now because Trip says that Hoshi is his wife. And even though he's lying, it hurt me. And it personally attacked me. It's a very bad scene. He's emotional support, anyone? No, sorry, bud. But uh, it's funny. But I mean, apart from that, that scene was slightly enjoyable. It was quite funny watching Trip and Arthur trying to figure out what each one of them was doing. And also, they they just started offending each other and then fighting. That was great. The Ferengi are already at destroyed, but after this, they're like, "Fine, I'm gonna go. We're gonna go get the fucking gold." And the uh, trip takes them. Does trip take them to the big to the, like where the shit is turned into fucking food? Yep. And Gross, what? watching this episode, I thought there was gonna be like a poop joke at the end. I thought I thought there was. Go- I thought they were gonna say like, I end up wading through shit. Yeah, but and, it didn't. And I don't know if and, that's better or not. I don't know. It but has anyway, to wh- be. It has to be better. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> While Trip's leading them through all these fucking conduits, yeah, T'Pol goes, yeah, T'Pol goes onto the Ferengi ship and up to Krem, and he's like, uh, she goes, oh, help me, they've kidnapped me. Damsel in distress. And she does the damsel in distress thing, and then she gives him umoks! Yeah. <laughs> but, you know... She's very well versed in pleasure techniques. I mean, what is never <laughs> considered is that for Umox, it's explicitly the Ferengi equivalent of a hand. Mm. If not worse. Like, it's explicitly. Like, they make a, it, they've made masturbation jokes about Rom giving himself Umox. Mm. It's Jean's vision. This is Jean's pure vision. So we just had to watch to poll jerk guys in. I just have in my notes here, quote, stroke my lobes. <laughs> uh, this really was a soul-crunching end to the day, okay? It's, it's the middle of the week, and this is what happened to us. Yeah. You should continue the plot, because I feel like I just blanked, blacked out. I've gone straight to the ending after this. Mm. What happened? So, I mean, it is basically the ending, which is that... Um, they get to this place they think is the vault. They all argue about Russian and Trip's like, surprise, it's the shitting place. And, lock, and then Tapola shoots them. Mm. And then we get a shot of them all putting all the stuff back under guard. And then Archer goes, oh, you know, um, we're going to tell the Vulcans and Starfleet about you so you won't come back. But they don't get the name of the species. So uh, 
they're just like, oh, there's these people that are pirates. Look out for them. That doesn't help anybody. We could screenshot John and I in this moment. <laughs> just walk. I don't even. I didn't really clock that they didn't say the name of the species, but I knew something was up because I was like, how are they even here? Mm. But the fact that it makes them look so incompetent and just they didn't but fix that, that element. Then th- there would be in the computer records, oh, there's these lobed aliens, which we don't know the name of, but they're evil. Well, at the point, as far as we can work out, no one sees what a Ferengi looks like till the last outpost, right? Yeah. So maybe when they after the last outpost, they go, oh shit, it was those guys. But no one made a note. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no one made it because how would because maybe they just didn't connect that the guys in this. I mean, yeah, and if the it was guys two hundred years ago. Guys until the Ferengi were the same people, until a Ferengi appeared on the screen, and Picard went, oh mm-hmm. shit. Mm. Don't, don't defend this. La- this no. is professional negligence. It's a failure of the entire Enterprise crew, including you, Trip. Um, I feel like T'Pol would have made diligent notes, but that's... Yeah, especially I think if she Vulcans live to... that long, that I, 200 I years in the future, I think she just wanted to not think about the fact she jerked someone off. Yeah. Which, fair enough to her. Mm. Oh, no. Jean, why did you do this? <laughs> I mean, Berman, you can't pin this on Jean. Where, but the Ferengi, where is the, is there like a document like with the full Ferengi sex in Jean's vision in his mind? No. No, it's okay. just like, oh, he did an hour long phone call about this. It, if that phone Where's call comes up, if that transcript <laughs> appears, that would be a glorious day, but... I yeah. propose that John and I read from the transcript. <laughs> a reading, a live, I quit Star Trek recording. <laughs> That's what we find. I mean, if you can't find one, you can just make your own transcript about what you Shall we do the trivia? <laughs> I think we should do the trivia. You know what? I have decided we're doing the trivia. Yep. So, as we've discussed, this episode in, um, starred Clint Howard, Ethan Phillips, and Jeffrey Coombs, who... Have all appeared before in various parts of Star Trek. Clint Howard as Baylock in Corbinite Maneuver and someone else in Past Tense. Ethan Phillips as Neelix. I hated to see that. I hated to be reminded of Neelix while looking at a gross but Also, what's really interesting is the fact that it, um, I forgot the name of the Voyager episode, but he Full disguises... Profits. There we go. He disguises himself as a Ferengi Ugh. Um, in that episode. And yeah, that's cool. Wait, wait. How does he look in that one? Like they he put looks the in this. makeup on, then they put the Frankie on top. No, they just, they just look like Frankie. Yeah, he just looks like he does here. Jeffrey Coombs um, was also in, you know, Jeffrey Coombs. This yeah, is his only appearance in Enterprise, not as Shran. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Um, what was Shran in set? Why are you squandering Coombs' time? Okay. I don't know. I just don't know. As you said, Dom, uh, we get a mention of the Frankie rules of acquisition. At this point, there are only 173, which means that in the time between now and the 24th century, 112 will be added to the list. Mm. Um, Great. So, the Topol's masquerade as a Vulcan love slave might be the genesis of the Ferengi fascination with the idea. And the reluctant holosweep and the resultant Ferengi love slave holosweep. No, no, don't do that. No. DS9's relaunch novel, 
This grey spirit claims that Krem, who received Umok's Thunderpole, is one possible author of the original Vulcan love slave novel. Fuck you. <laughs> so he went home and was like, I gotta write about this. And wrote some fanfic. He's the Ferengi gene. He is the Ferengi gene. Oh. This Ferengi is the worst. Why would this, this is, is this canon? Is this no, canon? No, it's in the books. But... Books don't exist, as we know. Um, so the response to this episode was not great. The fans didn't like Surprising. it. Um, series writer Mike Sussman said, meeting the Ferengi was probably one of the more controversial choices this season, but I think we structured the show in a way that preserves Picard's first contact. Besides, every Star Trek Deep Space Nine fan knows Earth's first real contact with the Ferengi was in Roswell in 1957. That's not a defense. Real fans, no. Real fans, only true Trek fans. You did this to us. <laughs> that is just shut up. Brandon Braga said, there's no oh, yeah. excuse for the Ferengi. No excuse. That was an act of desperation. But then I why would it. he write this story? <laughs> I don't know. I just love the line, I hated it. <laughs> he was responsible alongside Berman for writing this story. You can't just go after the fact and be like, oh yeah, I didn't like this. Star Trek magazine's ultimate guide gave this episode four out of five arrowhead insignias. Right, who is the editor? I don't know. <laughs> Someone needs to be held accountable for this. Um, the reference book Beyond the Final Frontier described it as a fun episode that gives Scott Backer the chance to be funny for once. He's been funnier. He's absolutely been funnier. And I Have you guys ever watched Quantum Leap? Uh. Anyway, so are we quitting? Yes, move on. <laughs> no, no, let's let's no like, pontificate for a while because mm. I feel like I don't I don't want to pontificate. There want... could be something. Okay, Go no. on, Olivia. No, I was just trying to think of a, a silver lining, something good. It ended. That's there a silver was lining. Naked trip, but then I kind of got frustrated with his lack of practicality. Um, there, was no just, there was no justification yeah, for not to have a shirt. <laughs> um, At least when Travis takes his top off, he has a reason. He doesn't need a reason. <laughs> he is the reason. And then... You look like you're going to cry. <laughs> trip nips. <laughs> Wait. Did, okay. Did we all quit? I quit. I quit. Dom? Um, yeah. I, I, yeah. I you can't this. not quit because Though, if you okay. don't, John. One, will one thing I did point out from this episode, which I think is cool, the one cool thing from this episode, um, when Trip is in the quarantine decon bay and he jimmies the lock to open it, presumably they then secure the lock later because he's later in the decon bay and can't unlock it. Or it's just oh. an incontinuity error. I like to think of it as, oh, after this, they decided to beef up security. That's the only cool thing about this episode. That it may link to a future episode. It was a continuity error, though. I feel, it was a continuity yeah, error. A continuity con- error. <laughs> considering the Enterprise will have full plot lines that are never resolved, yeah. there's no way they did this. But let me at least headcanon it. <laughs> You're going to headcanon yes. the Enterprise right as you what they were doing. Okay. No, I'm going to Enterprise that I know better than those writers. <laughs> yeah, well, we already knew. Yeah. Oh. So, Tripnets, for those who are uninitiated, which I don't know how many of them believe, I guess if you're new, hello. Um, I'm sorry I had to start oh. with this one. Go and listen to um, 
our man Bashir first. <laughs> but uh, uh, the triplet scares are measurement of curseness, as uh, in reference to that time Trip Tucker became pregnant, had nipples on his wrists. So, zero um, trip nips is a normal number okay. of nipples. Okay. And an uncursed episode, 10 trip nips out of 10 is trip nipples all the way up your arm. All of the same. So, Olivia, give us the trip nips. I was just wondering. <laughs> no. I just need to stop saying things. Same. I was wondering the status of trip's nipples. In this episode, they're fine. I was trying to find some uh, sort of fun curseness this episode, which is essentially what the trip nip scale is. But I think it's a standard eight of pain and depression. It is a bog standard eight. I was going to give it eight to Dom. I was actually going to give it eight too. It's just eight triplets. Your standard cursed episode. It's like fucking hell. Why? Yeah. It's cursed because it's a horrible thing to watch, but also it doesn't need to exist. Mm. Yeah. It just Ugh. didn't. Gosh. It causes more problems than it lead like it, than it gives enjoyment, and that, it sorry. gives no enjoyment. So. I know that people people watch the episodes before they listen, like Sean. God bless you, Sean. Don't just... I know he's already watched it, but I'm he's so sorry, Sean. It. I've already watched it. I'm so, so sorry, Sean. It's been several we hours. We were too late. Um, it's just frustrating because like, so much manpower has gone into these Enterprise episodes that wasted everyone's time and money. You could have been resolving the plot lines you didn't bother to finish that were actually cool. go to the pub instead. Also, I think... This episode was written by, well, the teleplay was done by a wife-husband team. And I would hope that uh, they knew better, but they didn't. Ew, what? <laughs> Who are they? Was this their couple therapy? This was some <laughs> weird kink, okay? It's, Genevieve said, you know, half Six. the Star Trek episodes are some writers working out their kinks. And you're telling me this is a couple? Absolutely. Yeah. Some sort of therapy. The marriage was waning. They had to do something. And they decided to write this for therapy? Well, I mean, if it got all the bad stuff out. I don't think it did. I think it's made (laughs) the marriage worse. They've been divorced for several days. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, thank you, Dom, for joining us for this shit show. Um, Please take this time to plug while I stare into the abyss. Well, um, I'm Don Paris. You can find me on Twitter at Don D Paris, where mostly I post shit posts and stuff. It's fun content. Um, and then I'm the assistant editor over at Trek Central, the YouTube channel. We also have a website where we break down news. We do some law videos. We recently did a video on the inquiry class and just looked at the law behind that. Um, so if you're interested, check that out. But that's mostly all I do in the Trek community. And then I appear on random podcasts every now and again, usually on short notice. My last podcast was actually also on short notice. So it's Good for a you. record now. And if you want to pester us about the fact we made you watch a Ferengi episode, um, you can find us at Quit Star Trek Pod or email us at iQuitStarTrek at gmail.com. This is the first episode where I'll say, you know what, it's okay to bully us. If you want to send us hate mail for this episode, valid. Yeah. Valid. I am with you. I'm I'll surprised you've never too. received hate mail. <laughs> Wait, what? Because our podcast called I Quit Star Trek. How have we not had hate mail from like a Trekkie boomer? 
I've had I've had like weird people DM us and want to do an episode and they're like that faction of the fandom where it's like we hate everything new and uh. I've had that and I just delete the DM. <laughs> I delete the message. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, this is not for you. Us for this week, but until next time, thank you again for joining us, Dom. And uh, don't demand Ubox without consent. <laughs> Sure, yeah. Yeah, we'll go with that. Good night, everyone. Good night.